Hello, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes. Today, I am joined by Connor. Good morning. And Kyle, back again. Hello. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, how, how, how you doing, guys? What's uh, what's going on? Kyle, I'll let you take this this one. What? I, I have to explain how it's going? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is, that, is that so wrong? Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Love me some winter. And movies. My two favorite things. <laughs> wow. We, we have we have nothing to say on this. Well, I'm I mean, sure I, right there now. are there are actually a lot of good movies out. <laughs> I have been seeing yeah, a bunch. You, I, I do I have to say, you know, maybe to, to tie together Kyle's two favorite things of winter and movies. Historically speaking, oh. the <laughs> historically speaking, the best movies to see tend to be the ones that come out in the winter. Um, not maybe maybe not January, but in like November, December, because that's when you know. They start releasing things that they're going to start considering for Oscar consideration. Um, that's also famously James Cameron's go-to time to release his big movies. Um, that's also when they would release Star Wars movies, but that's not a good thing. Uh, but but we, we will have Avatar uh, coming out yeah. soon. So that's so. This is, but my point is, it's not just like Oscar bait movies. It's also like big blockbusters that like are not summer blockbusters, but it's the winter blockbuster. That's still a thing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, we got, so we got some Babylon is coming out, you know. Yeah, there's a little bit, of, a little bit of everything for everybody, um, which is uh, it's kind of fun. I've seen a lot of movies the past uh, past couple of weeks, which is uh, which is great. You know, I, I feel like I barely saw anything for most of the year, and now it's just been like back to back to back. It's like every weekend, oh, I got to see that, I got to see that, I got to see that. Um, yeah, and we saw something that you can no longer see in theaters. That's true, um, and you know. Thank God for Netflix, right, guys? Uh, well, hmm. <laughs> it's such a funny one. Um, yeah, so the movie we're going to talk about today is uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. That is, that is the full title. Um, I hate in case that. You, in, hate case that. You, in case you didn't know, that Glass Onion was the sequel to the Ryan Johnson film Knives Out from a few years ago. They had to tack on the uh, A Knives Out Mystery, A Star Wars Story, um, <laughs> you know. But, you know, whatever. The, the point is, this movie, it, at some point a couple of years ago when this movie was announced, it was also announced that Netflix bought the rights to, like, the, the Knives Out franchise and, like, was giving Ryan Johnson, like, $400 million or some ridiculous amount of money to get the exclusive, you know, Knives Out series rights or whatever. Um, and then... As as Netflix does, they're they're so stubborn with their mo of like, you know, we are a streaming service first service. Um, so in terms of theatrical releases, they they threw them a bone and said, we'll give you a week um, in theaters, and then we're you know a couple of weeks later we're gonna debut on Netflix. But the the hilarious thing is that like it even the uh, the co-CEO of Netflix even said this in an interview recently. It was like, yeah, we left a lot of money on the table with this one because <laughs> this movie did like very, very well in its limited release and probably would have made so much money if they just opened it normally. Um, but yeah, I mean, the theater, <laughs> the theater I was in was packed, like every single seat. Like I haven't yeah. been in a movie like that in years, I think. 
It's <laughs> and crazy, like, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it was that was going to keep happening too for all the showings yeah. until the very end. I saw it on the last day that you could see it. It so mm-hmm. like <laughs> there's no doubt that they they made a mistake here. And at some point uh, they're going to have to reevaluate this model of putting things on streaming where how does that because it doesn't make any money and i don't know how yeah. like, we're gonna have movies at, like ever again yeah it's, it seems <laughs> at some point. It, it seems pretty stupid um that they rather rather than like do the thing that would have made them money they instead do the thing that's like you know stubbornly going with their mo of like streaming first um i don't think they need to do that anymore i think they made their point before you know like with, with many movies and things that they bought up years ago now I think they need to. They probably should just go chase the money because I think they need it. Uh, but you know, whatever. I'm not a, a businessman. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to these things. I just wish that more people could have seen this movie in theaters. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to see it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I think it, it debuts on streaming in December 23rd. Um, and what it really a is a bummer. Yeah, right. It's like a couple of weeks. You know, it's like you, you could see it. For a little while and then you can't see it for a little while and then again you could see it a little. it's very very strange you know they, they should have just done this normally but or do the or like i mean i i guess like other movies have have not or studios have not had success with this but like the simultaneous release so the people that want to see it in theaters can and then at least it, it makes something yeah like, i don't I, know i think i, I, don't I think know. that that strategy has been proven to not work yeah maybe <laughs> not or, or just give it like a theater yeah i guess i guess there is no good way to do it well here's the good way to do it you release it in <laughs> theaters for a couple of weeks then you have a period where it's not on home video or streaming and then you release it on home video or streaming a couple of months later um, got it so i guess the, i guess the, for, right so i guess the big yeah. issue is that they just it was just too short it was just like they did it for a yeah. week and then that was it yeah yeah um but hey you know what can you do they uh they, if they don't want free money who, who am I to, to judge their decisions? The point is, we're here to talk about Glass Onion, which is a Knives Out mystery. You know, the, <laughs> the great Benoit Blanc is back, played by Daniel Craig. He's investigating a new mystery with a new cast of rich people who are up to no good. Uh, and man, I just, I, I'm just so excited to talk about this. Kyle, can you give us a, a little synopsis of Glass Onion? Sure. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. This movie is written and directed by Ryan Johnson and stars... RJ! RJ! And stars Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., and the elusive Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, Ethan Hawke! Ethan Hawke! Alright, 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 alright. So, forgot all about that. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Everybody stop. Before we talk about the movie in any capacity, because I barely want to talk about this movie. Before we talk about the movie, I want to talk about the true mystery that is at the heart of Glass Onion. Kyle, yes. can you please, you know, inform the the listeners of of this startling mystery? So, uh early on, in the film as you know the whole the whole gang is getting together you're you're introduced to all the characters they're off to start the plot and a mysterious man rolls up a mr ethan hawk who is listed as uh 
the efficient man. The efficient man. Yeah, that's his official yes. credit. The and efficient he, man. Uh, he comes in, talks to everyone, does some weird stuff, shoots stuff down their throat. And then that's it for Ethan Hawke. We never Hawk. see him again. We, uh, we never see, hear, or have any reference to him for the rest of the movie. And it's easily the biggest mystery in this whole movie. Who cares about all the other stuff that's going on? This is the answer that a week later I still need the answer to. Like, so at the end of the day, the question is, why is Ethan Hawke in this film? Why is Ethan Hawke in this film? Wait, wait could you, who was he in this again? Like, I remember okay. he like showed up for a second yes. to like, yes. he like drove... So, was he a cab? No, cab driver. Uh, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to like give a little bit more clarification because Kyle explained it pretty well. Um, we can maybe get a little bit more, more, more in depth here. So, of course, the, the, the basic like cast of characters in this movie is an Elon Musk type character played by Edward Norton. Um, he basically calls up all of his his buddies that are, you know, if if the I saw somebody mention this. That the the first knives out was like old money people, just like a rich family that inherited money, whereas the new glass onion is new money people, which are people that made ridiculous fortunes, usually in some kind of like tech capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so our guy, uh, played by Edward Norton, calls up a bunch of his buddies with some ridiculous contraption to join him at his ridiculous resort place called the Glass Onion for a murder mystery party. Um, and somehow our, our detective buddy gets, gets invited to this. So, you know, crazy well, ben, things Benoit, are going to Benoit Blanc Benoit. is the greatest yes. detective in the world. Yes. Yeah, so, so somehow he gets invited. And the point is that all, all of these people are going to be in one place on, on this fancy island and some, some crazy stuff is afoot and whatever. And then the detective's going to get involved. Okay. So that's the basic idea. Before we get on to the, the island, they make a big to do about COVID. Because I guess that this this movie was was written during COVID. It would um, appear so. Yeah. So the the entire like first like ten minutes of the movie is basically setting up the the situation of the characters as if it's like the middle of twenty twenty. Um, so there's there's any like COVID related thing you could think of is is kind of. I guess in there, you know, people talking about wearing masks and doing all of like the COVID regulations. One person's throwing a party and they make jokes about how that you probably shouldn't be doing that in the middle of COVID. Um, and you know, all, all this stuff. Um, and our, our main character, Benoit Blanc is playing among us in the bathtub on a discord call or a zoom call with a bunch with of, Steve, uh, with, with Steven Sodheim and like, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for some reason. Yeah. Others, just, I'm sure. Just, just a bunch of people. I, I don't know. Just weird cameos. Whatever. The point is, it's a bunch of COVID stuff. And there's a scene before they go to the island, uh, where all of the the cast that's going to be going are going to get on a boat to go to the island. And they're all wearing masks because that's what you did in public, like 100 percent of the time back in those 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 days. Um, and before they get on the boat, Ethan Hawke rolls up. In, in you know like a fancy car and is apparently an assistant to our our um uh edward norton character right and he comes out and is like all right everybody before we get on the boat everybody open your mouth and okay so you know, everybody kind of does it and he shoots this thing into their mouths 
And the bit, I think, is that it's supposed to be like an anti-COVID, like, spray. Yeah. Um, so that they, for the rest of the movie, they don't have to wear masks, I guess, was like, they, they felt like they needed to have a, uh, a, a in-universe reason for why nobody's wearing a mask on the island. And apparently that reason is because, I guess, this, this Edward Norton character invented or had somebody invent for him some miracle spray that prevents you from being able to spread COVID. Um, whatever. The point is, Ethan Hawke is the guy who administers this spray. And that's all he does. That's it. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is his entire like, character. You never see him again. I, we don't even know if he goes on the boat. Like no. for all we know, he just like he 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 sprays them all and then then pieces out. Um, and I just don't understand. Like there, there's a lot of cameos in the movie. Like we talked about that with like Among Us and uh, like some some other things. Like uh, I think Hugh Grant shows up at one point for some oh, reason yeah. in like you a, know a Hugh Grant shows up. Very bizarre like random cameo, but that's very clearly a cameo. Like he's playing himself or or just like doing a dumb thing. It, it, it's a gag. Like it's, yeah, it's a it's gag just for a exactly. quick laugh. Ethan Hawke is not a gag he's a he's playing a character and yet it's such a thankless pointless character why would why do you get ethan hawk for that i don't understand like he can't be cheap right like he i mean i know ryan johnson's a very rich man now after you know netflix <laughs> paid him 400 million dollars for this movie but like i i don't know it just seems like like a waste of of ethan hawk's talents and time um do you think that maybe he had like another role that got changed in post or something like this wasn't yeah that's what i wanted to find out like i I looked it up and i didn't see anything about like his role getting downsized or anything um well because i think i i do think they're not trying they're they're not explaining too much about the movie yet because they're waiting for the the netflix release too Mm -hmm. i think i saw like interviews or I, i tried to like watch an interview with ryan johnson and he's just stayed very vague on on like everything even right like about the movie so maybe right, they right, won't right. get into it more until like later. I guess that's but... true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I guess they don't really consider it having released yet because, you know, you, you had to see it in a week or else you didn't. So the majority of people haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I don't know. I guess the... Uh, I, I just remember when this movie was first announced and they announced the cast and it was like such a stacked cast. And it really is a very stacked cast. Um, oh, but yeah. I remember Ethan Hawke as being a part of that. And the, the very suspicious thing is that when you look at like the poster of the movie, Ethan Hawke's not on it. So that I'm sure, like a lot of people are like, what, what, what happened to, to where was Ethan Hawke? Isn't he in this movie? And he is. He is in the movie. But why? Well, you know, I th- I don't think we'll ever know. You know, I mean, it's it's or the true mystery. Or maybe we will in a Knives Out three. Oh, that would be interesting. Um, a Knives Out slash Glass Onion. Uh, yeah, yeah, mystery. a Knives Out slash Glass Glass Onion mystery. Um, they, they, now they should just call it a glass onion mystery, not a knives oh, out. Oh yeah, so that's what like they you, do. it just like keeps kind of going to the next yeah. one um, with the subtitle. All right, I guess yeah. we could talk about glass onion for real now. I don't. I, don't... <laughs> I mean, that is a, sure. like a legitimate thing. I completely forgot that Ethan Hawke was in the movie. If you can believe, isn't that. it like baffling? Until when Kyle said that, I, I, my brain just like broke for a second. The entire that, that movie, yes. I was thinking that. When is he coming back? When is he coming yeah. back? Is he going to be like the big, like, surprising thing at the end? When is he coming back? And it just never happens. 
Uh, yeah, that, that's the, Kyle did the same thing to me right after we saw it. He just like turned to me when the movie was was like the credits were rolling. He's like, "So what happened to Ethan Hawke?" And I, my my brain like completely broke. I completely forgot that he was in the movie, and I literally just watched it. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it is to me the most interesting thing about the movie because honestly, like for me, I liked it. Like I had a good enough time with with Glass Onion, but to me, it just kind of felt like. A bit of a retread of Knives Out in a lot of key ways, yeah. Um, and it, it I, maybe not quite as good. Like I like the cast of this one, but I also really like the cast of the other one. And I don't think that this story is that much different in enough of a significant way to like be really. It, it, I feel like the first one was just a little bit of a better execution of the uh, the basic kind of like plot structure that that this is that he's kind of working with. I don't, I don't know what you think, Connor. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't think this one is, is, is quite as tight. I think the spectacle is a lot better. Like the, like, I, I think the glass onion itself and like with a, everything that's in it, it looks really great. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a little, I think it looks, it, it definitely looks like more money was put into this one than, than the last one. Yeah. It's not, you know, that that's, that's here nor there, but I do think the story is just not as tight. And I do think mm-hmm. it, like I kind of, felt like i knew where it was going after like one of the reveals and it does follow that same kind of structure where you get like one part of the story and then it kind of shifts you back to Mm -hmm. like prior events to see Mm -hmm. how things are going and then once it gets to that point i think you kind of see where it's going to go for the for the rest of it and it's not it's not as uh i don't know i guess it's not as it's not as gripping as as the first one i thought where i think that one still like even like it still had more like surprises for you or and not not that yeah. it needs to like do that necessarily but uh i don't know i th- I guess i just thought it worked better but i also yeah i i do know what he's going for here where you know they got the edward norton with it being the elon musk guy and then kate hudson is like a, i don't know is she a kim kardashian type of former model influ- type. influencer yeah. former yeah. model yeah. who's like you know trying now selling like sweatpants and then dave batista is like a it's a twitch streamer he's a twitch streamer but he's like a like he's like an rights yeah he's yeah yeah, they called him a men's rights like uh twitch streamer it's Uh, like the the problem with ryan johnson is that like he writes his scripts like everything feels like it came from hot button internet discourse and it's it's like it I, i don't really care about that that much like so that annoys people like, like some people like a lot and it, it's kind of annoying like you can because you, you can tell that he's like active on twitter based on these movies but like at the end of the day like it's fine I, I don't i don't have a problem with the characters being like modern like character types like whatever that that's 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 all right with me yeah. but like using very kind of buzzword language like the, calling them disruptors um which is like you know, the big that Silicon was epic Valley honestly term. Yeah, like it's you know all, all this this kind of like modern stuff. Whatever, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be bent out of shape about that. What about what about you, Kyle? Where where are you landing on uh, on Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery? Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. Um, oddly enough, like as the movie was going on, I was kind of thinking in my head like, oh, this is doing like like kind of different things. And I think we talked about it just like between leaving the theater and to the car. I was like, oh wait, this is the exact same. <laughs> like the movie somehow tricked me into thinking it was like this brand new story but it's like eh, you know it's i mean it is different but it's it's more the same 
when you um, boil it down to its like yeah. very very like basic elements it feels like it's working with the same kind yeah. of structure right there. it's just a lot flashier it, like it started kind of out different about. though like the way that they yeah. introduced everything yeah. was kind of like it was like okay cool we are going for something different and then once the story get, gets going it, it, it did follow the same similar similar beats i do like this benoit blanc character though that daniel craig yeah i like plays. him yeah, yeah i think fun. it's good you know there's it's some a, good a nice bits in this movie yeah oh the, the, yeah i think there's plenty of them I, th- I think he's a good modern day agatha christie you know character that what was the what's his uh ah oh gosh why can't i remember it the uh oh the other the the the, the hercule Poirot. hercule yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yep which they're yeah. making movies like you know th- those are those uh Kenneth Branagh movies. Oh, I'm Orient excited Express for when. And, Wait, when know. are they going to cross over, man? When are we going to oh get a time machine? Oh, wow. We're get the... Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Oh, it's a brilliant idea. That that I, You know what? I honestly think that is a great idea. I think that would be like the <laughs> stupidest movie ever made. No, well, I'm all it'll about be, it. It'll be like, it, like, they'll be, you know, it'll be Kenneth Branagh versus Daniel Craig. That'll be how no, they well, like, well, sell well, it. Well, okay, okay, okay. Let, let me, let me, I'm using my brain. I'm, I'm trying to think of how you could make this work. You, you make it so that it's a mystery that starts in the time period that Hercule Perot lives in, but yes. the actual mystery yep. isn't solved until later on with Ooh. Benoit Blanc. Um, like yeah, he's yeah, learning yeah, about yeah. the case, no, but no, no. like and you then, cut and, back and forth between the two exactly. time periods. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just yeah. like in these movies where they do the cutback, where it's you you follow the story from a different like side, you know, or like the same story but earlier. Instead, you're going way earlier, and you're going yeah. to, yeah, you know, it's this. It, this I movie this writes is, itself. We gotta we gotta sell this to Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, are you? If you're listening, um, please uh, give me a send send me an email. Uh, we'll 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 talk. I'm not cheap. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, I you can you, afford I, it. I know you can afford. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something weird about like? So this was going through my head while during watching it. Because so I guess I get what he's doing. Like you know the, the Ryan Johnson like going after the, you know this it, it, it is this is sort of similar ish to the menu with like the oh yeah social it's, commentary it's stuff where you're yeah, going yeah, after the, the the rich. The ultra rich, and they, um, yeah. they they live in a different world than the right, rest of right, us. Right, right. You know, that but kind my of thing. my thing is that Ryan Johnson, you are the ultra rich. Like you, yeah. this is this is you you personally. Like, I don't think he's weird. come to terms with that yet, though. You know, because he didn't but, have but the four hundred million dollars until the uh, until they already signed the deal. But so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he I, is that. Yeah. He he. Yeah. No. I, I, absolutely. No, no question about it. Like he's 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 definitely he he would have been invited to the club, and he would have come. Oh, oh for sure. He he would have been. Yeah. He could have easily been the the friend of Edward Norton in the movie. He should oh, have yeah. just play, that should have just been him. It sh- he should have played it himself. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have at least like had some humility about his uh his his current position. <laughs> yeah, but again, I don't think he. <laughs> uh, I think whatever. you're right that he hasn't that it hasn't he hasn't realized that yet. That he yeah, and he kind of he kind of yeah. is that character too, which is I wonder, I wonder if that was a self insert <laughs> in a way. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he did have his his best friend Noah Segan play that character. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe. maybe there is there like is that. no reason why Noah Segan, however you say his name, uh, should not have been the the efficient man. Oh, you're right. He should have been. Why wasn't he? What the? I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is gonna <laughs> make me. This just makes me angry that Ethan Hawke is in this movie for no reason. Um, jeez. From boyhood to this, <laughs> the mighty have fallen. 
why, why oh, like, man. I, I don't know they could have just put any anybody in that like it didn't have to be like a real person it could have just been a person mm-hmm. who's in front of the like you know when they're all right before they're getting all on the the boat it's just some guy mm-hmm. there who's I, I, just, we don't need to talk about this anymore. We, we've we've exhausted the Ethan Hawke conspiracy. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe the Netflix cut will have a different ending, and it'll have Ethan oh, Hawke okay. more involved. I mean, we we stayed till the end credits, and I was hoping that there would be you know maybe maybe Ethan Hawke like co- co- goes to the island after like the end of the movie and looks around, and is like what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only that would have been a good seen. bit. That would have been a great bit. Come on, Brian Johnson. Give me a call. I, I got ideas for days. Honestly, there's um, a lot of like there's a lot of opportunity with this whole whole thing. Like we obviously created the you know the 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 crossover movie that definitely has to happen. Yeah, that has to um, happen for sure. But uh there's also like they could make this into more of like a like a clue kind of thing, like that movie where you could have a multiple ending and it kind of thing. And especially if if they're if the plan is to just release the the subsequent sequels all on Netflix just how easy that would be that somebody can just select where they want to go in the movie. Oh God. So you can make, I honestly, I, I, I could see that totally happening well, where it could just I, be I, a I mean, make your own movie kind of thing. I do believe that, that Netflix has wanted to get into the video game business on it's some true. level. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe we're going to see glass onion, a knives out story video game, um, where, you know, you have to track down. All right. I'm, I'm done talking about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you play as the efficient man. Oh, and, and you, you're, you, it's, it's a game where you're trying to stop COVID by going around and spraying everybody on Earth with, uh, with you know, the, the anti-COVID serum. It actually so has very little to do with Glass Onion and you know, the grand scheme of things. Why do you think they would do that? Just, I, I mean, I guess we, this is the most interesting thing about the movie, you're right. Like, why, why do you think that he felt it so necessary to have that? Because it was written, it was written in 2020. So like the 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 state of the world at that point was that everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's like, no, I get it. But so is the before the the vaccines, you know. But is the point that this the Edward Norton's character, you know, the the Elon Musk type person, is uh, is so rich that he's already come up with like a a preventative measure for COVID that could have no, helped the world I, that does well, like, or I is it just like I, a, I don't think that was that, thing. I think it's just a hand wave thing. It's just a thing to establish why everybody on the Island is not wearing masks all the time. I, that, that's literally another, all I think it is. But well, then I don't know. Why, why do it then? Like, it's just, why, why do that at all? Why just just set it, this? It's a mystery at, because at Ethan Hawke needed the money and they needed a character for, for Ethan Hawke. He, he came it's not to like Ryan it Johnson it, it, and begged, like can I please have bit. some of your $400 million? <laughs> but the, co- the COVID <laughs> bit doesn't add anything to this. You know? Like, it doesn't change anything, really. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. You know, I got to see Benoit Blanc play Among Us. Like, that's, 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 that's that made it did, worth maybe it. Maybe they did it for that bit. <laughs> just the Among Us bit. Yeah, okay. If they would have just had Among Us, I guess that would have been fine. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Can we I, just talk yeah. about for a second how bad Among Us would be with only five people? Oh, it'd be terrible. That's a good point, actually. I didn't even think about that. There was literally only five people in that lobby. That'd be an unplayable game. Like, no wonder he was having such a bad time. <laughs> and everybody's well, getting well, all bent out of shape it. about it. Yeah, but like, it, even, regardless of how good or bad at it you are, like with five people, you're, you're never going to no, have a good true. time. It's impossible. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway, I got I got to wrap this up. Um. <laughs> I saw, somehow I've gone this entire 30 minutes without talking about the Beatles once, even though this mm. movie is named after a Beatles song. <gasps> um, 
So I have to uh, I have to at least get that in there. There was a fun moment for me of uh, of kind of sadness and depression about my life when I would see people on Twitter like wondering what the title is and what what it means, and then people would be like, "Oh, it's some ridiculous deep cut Beatles song that nobody's ever heard." Like, <laughs> what deep cut? You mean that not everybody in their life went through a Beatles phase in high school and listened to that song about six hundred million times? Well, they might have gone through that phase. They just have not gotten to that song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, did you like the part where he he was playing playing, uh, Blackbird uh, on the guitar? He was playing Blackbird. With with Paul McCartney's guitar. Allegedly, yes, Paul McCartney's guitar. And actually, at the end of the movie, they play the song Glass Onion over the credits. Uh, I I wasn't sure if they were going to actually do it, but they did. Um, So, you know, uh, that made me happy. So I, I, I give this movie an additional... Um, two stars for Among Us and Beatles. Wow! So you um, give Glass Onion two stars? That's uh, <laughs> that's something. It's a perfectly fine movie. It'll play well in the background on Netflix while you're doing other things, as all Netflix movies do. Um, I do hope that maybe when they make another one of these Knives Out mystery films, they uh, maybe give it a longer theatrical run because I think these movies do well in theaters. They play well in in a big theater with a with a crowd. Uh, but yeah, see it in a few weeks. You'll have a good time, I'm sure. Yep. Well, I found some of it irritating at times and kind of weird. I think it was an enjoyable time, and I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I just wish we knew why Ethan Hawke was in the film. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>